Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Wrestling Classic here again for episode four of the TWC show with Devin Lawl, and she's back. Sasha Banks is back. I couldn't hold it in. Got to talk about that right off the bat because she is my favorite. Salsa Banks is back, baby. It's Woo! boss time. How it's insane, dude! I was so happy. I was so excited. I was, I, I was actually on my feet, not sitting down. So much adrenaline running through my body. I jumped up and clapped. It was really weird. It was a really weird moment. But the boss is back, and she's back right. She's back as a heel. She's badder. She's bigger. Not bigger. She's better. <laughs> she's better, and she's bluer. Dabba dee, dabba die. Yeah, dude. She's blue, and if she was green, she would die. Is that what the words were? Oh, she's blue. Yeah, she is, man. How do you feel about it, man? You know I'm excited. I'm all sasha out today, front, back, side, side. This is something I can get into. I'm excited. I am excited. Becky's losing that belt. That's it. A hundred percent. And this is perfect timing because Becky's been on a string of opponents that just haven't really done it for me. Like Lacey Evans was a cool little thing. Natalia cool. But like Sasha is like Becky's legitimate threat right now. Didn't fall flat. She whooped ass. But Sasha's a threat. That's the thing. Big time. How do you feel about the whole... One of the comments I'm getting about Sasha, and we're going to talk about the entire SummerSlam week, guys. We're going to break down NXT, SummerSlam, and everything else, but you guys know, like you can, as you can see, Sasha we gotta let the, back. we got to let the Wrestling Classic talk about his I, girl. I had to get it out. Salsa's back, man. It's, I, I, like, I was excited to do this just as much as Michael Cole must have been excited to say it's boss time again. Four months of not being able to say it's boss time. Like He busted his load. That was, you could hear it in his voice. You can hear it in mine right now. One thing, too, though, like you say four months, and it... I feel like every week, no matter what Twitter account, news site you're looking at, somebody was talking about her. She never, ever fell out of people's minds. She was always on somebody's lips. And, and this is the thing I want to talk about, Sasha, too, since we're on this topic. The topic I want to talk about the most, obviously, um, is the fact that, yeah, people continue talking about her. But it's so good that they did decide to bring her back with this new attitude, her old attitude as the boss, as a heel, because in that span of time, she has grown to get a lot of haters. A lot of people calling her a crybaby. A lot of people being like, oh, she walked out and she did this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, if she came back as a baby face, it just wouldn't have hit home the right way. The cool thing is we'll never really know. I mean, you could call her a crybaby. You could say, well, you know, she was she was doing what maybe Dean Ambrose did or something. But the, it's it's fun because we'll, we're never going to know. We might not know till 10, 20 years down the line <laughs> For if me? there's like a book or a shoot interview or something like that. But that's half the fun. Everybody gets to have an opinion of it. And then, you know, she comes back and obviously people care. For me, the biggest thing is this, okay? And if we're going to talk about that for a second, about her leaving and everything, I don't care. Okay, like it doesn't, and it, I just think there's a really big double standard when it comes to female wrestlers and male wrestlers because Shawn Michaels can lose his smile, Austin can walk out when he's un, unhappy with creative, and everyone's all fine with it. You know, Rock wants to go to Hollywood, it's cool. If Sasha leaves because she's unhappy, like, let's, if, if people like don't compare her to Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin, let's bring it down even more. Dean Ambrose left because he was unhappy. He played, he stayed until his last day of his contract on TV. Yeah. He, he, he played it out. He didn't just stop showing up to work. I know, but I'm saying, like, when people get unhappy and they leave, like, not not everyone gets dogged enough. A female wrestler does that's a problem. And, and my thing is too, there, there, there's two sides of it for me. One side of it is okay, like man, like you're on TV every week, you're still pushed, and we're still in this like beginning stages where people are taking women's wrestling seriously, where they're getting top spots, and like she's got a very well developed, well defined, well known character, right? So our producer just sneezed, by the way. <laughs> Go on. You, you know what I mean? Okay, so yeah, she's she's up there, and but at the same time, it's just like. You know, if you were unhappy at work, would you stay? No, and that's a thing. And I'm not, I'm not of that camp. I am the I'm worst. Like, I'm, I'm the worst employee. I, 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 I'm the worst employee. I, I leave all the time when I'm. But unhappy. at the same time, imagine, too, if she didn't leave after losing those belts the way they did, 
I like in those four months they could have totally even just like they could have destroyed her character and, and now she's coming back she has no steam lost if anything she has way more steam than she had before and absence makes the heart grow fonder her being gone she was on TV every week doing nothing if they have nothing for you that's better to be off TV than yeah. being on TV like what they do with Randy yeah like they have nothing for her that's great because now she came back she's in a legit program she came right back to a top program where she should be but if she was there those four months, maybe she would have been, you know, just doing nothing, little matches here and there, but not being on the card, and people would have been complaining about that. She's Yo, back. people popped over pulling a wig off. That thing Dude, worked. Whoever so, wrote that, or I hope it was her idea. It seems like yeah. something she would do because she knows how much people are used to the purple, and yeah. she's like, you know what? Boom, taking it off. We're blue now. It worked. And that's a very common question I was getting on social media. What was the wig thing? What was the point of that? I'm like, I think it's to symbolize it's, this is a new Sasha. Like, You're shedding your old skin. Yeah, like it's a, exactly. And I'm like, it, it's a big deal. And the fact that it got people to pop, like that's insane she shows be, how much it works at least for the next couple of weeks she's gonna be uh, i don't i don't want to say over it maybe that's not the right word but yeah. she's gonna be more popular as far as a pop and interest than becky is oh yeah and people are into it because she's back and she is already an established star for example the canadian crowd very confused with you guys yeah. uh natty's out there talking about her dad passing away and the master dad came sasha came out okay cool the moment sasha banks started beating up natty they're like Thank you, Sasha. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of contradicting to the fact I that... I think it was more like, thank you for coming back. <laughs> no, for and sure. And more like, thank you. Like, we we missed you. We appreciate you. I know, but it's just funny because they're like, oh, she was just talking about a dead dad and now we're beating up Natty. Honestly, like, thank it's you, gonna, Sasha. <laughs> it's going to be a long time before Toronto gets another full weekend like that because there was parts during SummerSlam where... They were up, but for the most part, they weren't a very good crowd. They had their times during TakeOver and during SummerSlam where they were pretty decent and sometimes where they were really good. But over the span of four days, I just don't see WWE going back there anytime soon. And then if you look at the ticket sales in SmackDown, like they're, they, they, they're, they're not going to get any more. They lost their chance. I... I like I, I don't know. Every time I go for these long weekends, these like WrestleMania weekends stuff, I I, I also am one of those people are like are usually coming home by Tuesday. Yeah, but but those those other shows, the venues are full mm. for all four nights, and the crowds usually hot the entire yeah. time through the show. I'm strictly just talking about the way they reacted, and the it didn't feel as big, and I think a lot of it had to do with a really quiet crowd. Though the fun fact though, there was a guy that I know who DM me. He. Uh, Went to go meet Triple H and Stephanie McMahon at the meet and greet. Mm. And he just threw it at him. He's like, hey, how about WrestleMania in Vancouver? And uh, Triple H just kind of laughed. But um, I thought I'd share that story because it's kind of funny. They probably have to mark up the merchandise so much, man. Our dollar's worthless. What I was told, I don't know, maybe it was you. Somebody's like, I think they won't let them have wrestling here, according to, like, like in, they BC make it, place. It's the same, in BC Place. Not even that. It's the same thing with UFC because I remember, like, we casually had a conversation with Dana White when he was kind of walking out of one of the events. And he said the same thing, too. Like, he's barely breaking even because... I know in BC, I don't know about Ontario, but the, the, they made them pay. Like they had to pay for their own concessions. They had to pay for security. Like they, they make it very hard. And I bet you the insurance is through the roof. Like they make it very hard for combat sports and sports entertainment to run shows. That's insane. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'd love for them to come here. It would be a good, great time. Uh, but anyways, you guys know my highlight of the SummerSlam weekend. It was Monday. It was Sasha coming back. You can tell by the jacket. Chalkline official. Shout out to them. Sasha Banks jacket. And I'm walking Sasha Banks in the shirt. I had to come out fully supporting my girl. Salsa, she's back, baby. Mark. I'm hyped. Dude, that, honestly. Like, you know, okay. For, and the people are going to hate me for saying this. I know a lot of people aren't going to agree because there are a lot of Sasha haters out there. I'm, I, and I do have a bias because she's my favorite female wrestler. Um, I don't buy the Sasha haters. They, 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 they just want to sound woke and smart, man. Like, give me a break. Who doesn't like her? She's good at what From she does, the, and she's entertaining. The first WrestleMania I went to as an adult was WrestleMania 32, and I wore a Sasha Banks shirt. It was the first Match female, of the night. First female's wrestling That's shirt I've ever threat, owned. That's a triple threat, right? No, and, like, till that now. Night was yeah, a triple was. threat, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the only female's chalkline jacket I own, too. I'm going to get Carmella's, but Sasha's is the only one I have. Um, She's my favorite female wrestler, man. She's 
the boss and I'm glad that she's the boss and she's back as a heel because mm-hmm. that character is always best when it's a heel you know um, you can tell she enjoys it more and when you enjoy it more you're just, you're just a better performer and I know she tried to play it off when she's like oh everyone asked me when I'm going to turn heel like, da, da, da. like I like being a face and teaming with Bailey. it's like no now she seems motivated and enthusiastic to be a heel and she is a heel and it's just it, like let's we'll, we'll, we'll agree on this she, we'll, we'll, we'll both agree on this because we make jokes about it she's not the greatest promo all the time but when she's a heel, her promos are better. Her it's good promo, when she's insulting people. Her promos in the raw environment aren't that good because who knows why? I mean, she kind of sounds like a valley girl yeah. and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, she is a longtime fan, and you can tell like she's obviously a good person. She has lots of friends. You can tell she doesn't <laughs> look. She doesn't look like somebody that is you know rude. Yeah. You know, like, she doesn't seem like a bitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, she's a longtime fan, so you can tell, like, being a heel and just everything to do with wrestling, it's very it's very instinctual for her. She's not thinking about it. She's a longtime fan. She's been thinking about these different characters and, you know, her whole life. And she cares. So she you cares. can tell it's on instinct. She knows how to be a heel. She also knew how to be a face, too. But she was such a good heel. Go back to her bugging the Bailey fan and making her throwing cry. The, throwing the bow at her? Yeah, th- <laughs> throwing the bow at her, like, when she's taunting people and that's, mocking people. That's honestly one of the matches whenever yeah. I, like, have somebody over that doesn't really watch wrestling too much or fell out of it. That's one of the matches where I show them and say, you got to watch this. Yeah, and, like, even even going with, like, um, like I'm hoping we get it again. It's, I don't know how it'll come up, but one of my favorite lines from NXT when I used to watch NXT all the time was back in those days when it was on, because uh, it was on TV in Canada before the network. Right? Yeah. Like, we had it. We're, we're locked out. It was on TV for us. And then the network came on, then everyone got to start watching it. But that one promo backstage with Becky, with Becky, where Becky's like, oh, that title looks disgusting on you. And Sasha was like, disgusting, disgusting. I'm like, oh, it's going to be back. I want to hear it one more time. I just wanted to be that mean person again. Yeah, that was a really a bad good, Irish accent. You did I know. There. So was Sasha's. But she's a good bad person. She's yeah. a good heel. She's bad way person. better as a heel than she is as a baby face. I like her either way. She's a great wrestler. A lot of people be like, she botches this, she botches that. I'm like, she makes it look real. She probably shouldn't be doing those dives outside the ring. She does look like she's going to kill herself every That's time. That's the one thing, though. She always looks like she's about to snap her neck. Yeah, but she makes it look real. Either she's really good at selling or she probably She's definitely really good at selling. But I'm a huge Sasha Banks fan. You guys all know that salsa. She wrapped the TWC shirt. Uh, Seamus gave it to her. She's she's cool, man. It was a good and thing. she's like our age. That's the other thing that makes us so weird about being a big fan of hers. Cause our age. She's like five or six years younger than us, dude. No, she's, 20, she's a year younger than me. Okay. Yes, I'm. Trust I'm me, just. Glad, I, I would know. I'm just glad. I'm just <laughs> glad that she came back on Raw on uh, Raw and mm. not SummerSlam because you would have missed it because the whole SummerSlam all you're doing was watching the watch along. I was trying to support my people. Okay, my homeboy uh, Nuggles on there, and so was Caroline and Jimmy Cadreras and Santino. I told those guys I'd get them some clips and check it out, and because I was happy for them, man. That's a really cool. You thing played it on full volume, sitting beside me while I'm trying to watch. Yeah, because I want to hear what they were saying. Just put on the headphones when I ask you. And next then time. Matt Riddle and his comments on Goldberg. Goldberg, him bumping into Goldberg backstage, and Goldberg's all like, I'm not your bro. You weren't even watching it during that time. I was. You weren't paying attention. You were too busy, I don't know, watching SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you were too busy watching the actual show. Shout, shout out to Jaden for bringing the snacks. Yeah, shout out to Jaden. Um, Yeah, we'll move on from Sasha. It's really hard for me to do because she's my favorite. But Hey, it's a big talking point. We'll give them the people what they want, I'm brother. sure I'll come back to it again because I'm. it's probably like I'm really excited about it, man. I'm like, and it, it gave me something to look forward to. Well, yeah, we got to talk more about those beating she dished yeah. out like I'm looking forward to next week on Raw now like to see what happens with Sasha what happens with Becky um, the Raw women's division really got a face up with this they needed this big time um, Smackdown's women's division is kind of struggling still but they have a women's division yeah wouldn't know yeah I know um, but other things going on man other things going on um SummerSlam weekend. Let's get into NXT TakeOver really quickly first. Highlight for you for NXT TakeOver what was the tag t- match man tag Street match? Profits under Sweet Era As, man like 
Undisputed Era, for me, the best team to always open the show. Their matches are always insane. Solid stories. Kyle O'Reilly, shout out BC Boy. Yo. He is the man. Any match he's in is awesome. The crowd loves it. And then you can't sell short the Street Profits. They brought it, and they might have been even better. Definitely deserve the win. Match of the night for me. Maybe even match of the weekend. I was... Only slightly disappointed with the fact that, and, th- and it was a great, it was a great match. Uh, like for me, NXT Takeover just overall, like an overall rating. Really enjoyed all the men's matches. Enjoyed Io and, and Candice, but I just the women's division NXT just isn't doing it for me right now. I think the women's division over everywhere just isn't doing it for me right now. Besides Sasha coming back, um, I, I, I've kind of seen the spoilers. I know what's happening to Shayna and stuff next. I'm kind of excited for that, but I don't want to yeah, spoil it. Seems like it's gonna be good. Yeah, that actually makes sense. But like, I wasn't buying the whole Mia Yim thing. I just couldn't get behind her. Um, Shayna's killing it as champion. She's boring for me, man. She's killing it as champion. Though. Like, she's a good me. straight champion. Doesn't do it for um, me. And Io and Candice was good. Uh, it was awesome. It was a good match, but I just awesome. the division, the men's match stood out for me. The one thing that I would say that disappointed me about that tag match was that the Undisputed Era didn't go over because I wanted Undisputed Era to walk out with all the gold. Um, That's a good reason not to like something. Yeah, That's and then fair. and That's then fair. and then I figured you know. The Street Profits, Montez and Dawkins are on Raw and SmackDown every week or Raw every week. That I thought they were gonna drop the belts. I'm gonna keep saying it week after week, man. Montez is gonna be and should be a star, man. Out of those two, no, there's and no disrespect. They proved, they proved they could wrestle in that yeah. match. They they ha- they could hang with the. Shout best. out to the Street Profits. <laughs> yeah, Red Cup Life, baby. <laughs> Having a cold one for the Street Profits. All we need is Nate to join us. Woo! I'm joking about Nate. That wasn't bad. Way better than Charlotte's woo. Ooh. Shots fired. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I, and that was the only thing about the tag match. Obviously, uh, he's a fan fair, of both teams. That's a fair criticism. We can have a, a grown-up civil conversation yeah. if you're going to have criticisms like that. That's not stupid, like, working your way up. The triple threat match was really good, too. But the highlight for me was the main event. And the reason was, and I watched it twice. So I watched it once by myself. And then I watched it again with Jaden because I'm like, you need to really watch this match. Check it out. And we're hanging out at my grandma's house and we watched NXT TakeOver. And I'm like, you got to watch this match. And then what I realized the second time around watching it, that I didn't realize the first time, because by the time they got to that third fall in the cage and seeing how competitive they were doing and the Panama sunrises and all the bumps and stuff, and I'm like, then I thought, because now watching the second, I'm like, yo, they did a lot in that first just regular match too. And then they did a lot in that second match. By the third one, they must have been really tired. Never get bored watching it though. Yeah, and the thing is that the first time I watched it, I think I watched it just as one, but then when I watched the second time, I watched it as if it was three separate matches. And I'm like... Kudos to these guys. It's going to be interesting watching Johnny Gargano's progression as he goes through uh, his career in WWE because, like, he is a main event wrestler. Like, yeah. the way he sells, like, you you get into him. And, like, huge Adam Cole fan. You know what I mean? But you're just, like, you, you can't not cheer for Johnny. And, like, he's built for the main event. So it's going to be interesting to see him have mid-card feuds. And the thing is, if he's going to keep doing what he's doing, he's just going to make the mid-card that much better. Let me throw an argument at you. We had this conversation on the Jerks podcast with Nick and Ernie. Um, you can check that out on iTunes and stuff. And I want to throw it at you because it's a good question. You, you including myself, but you a lot more than me because there was a big part where I stopped watching NXT weekly. Still till this day, I don't really watch it weekly. But you've been a loyal NXT fan since day one up to now. Out of all these years, would you say that Johnny Gargano is the most influential NXT superstar, like the main backbone? And the argument here is this. Just hear me out. There have been many great people on NXT, from the Finn Balors, the Kevin Owens, the Sami Zayn's, the Shinsuke's, the Drew McIntyre's, all these guys. Gargano has been there for a lot of guys being there, coming and going. How are we defining influential? Like, the most impact, like, who, like, if you would say that who is the most, like, important wrestler to ever have been on NXT. Through the different eras, he's been around for a couple. He's almost single-handedly kept the buzz alive. Exactly. And plus, 
And plus, his stories have always been is, intriguing. His matches always been good. And the thing good. is with him, the buzz stays alive because if you didn't watch his match, the buzz is so good, you go back and watch his match, and then you want to see the build and up to the next one. Even if you don't watch NXT, and that's a guy like me, there's been times I've gone and watched the weekly show because, oh, Johnny Gargano had a bang on NXT. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that a lot of guys have come and gone, the Drew McIntyre's, the Bobby Roode's, and Johnny was there the entire time. He just seems to, and, and everybody he has matches with. We already know Adam Cole's and good. We know Ciampa's good. We know Alex is good. But some of their best matches were with Gargano. See, Gargano is really beloved, too. Because you see, there's like two sides of the, the Twitter and the internet sphere where people like to dog on my boy Dave Meltzer's rating systems and some stick Dave by. Dave Melzler? Hey, that's my guy. Uncle right. Dave. He's, 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 I met him. He's a good guy. So, like, people I don't, like the, pe- I don't like the people. Just side note, I, just, I, I don't hate Dave Meltzer. I don't like the people that treat Dave Meltzer's word. Like it's gospel. Like it's. This is what I'm talking about. There's yeah. two coins. There's one that dog on him and think everything he says is dog shit. And then there's the other side of it who thinks everything he says is gospel. But whatever he says, it's usually good about Johnny Gargano. Nobody, nobody debates it. Yeah. Because we all know. Because we all like. Yeah. <laughs> He's small though, man. He is small. That's what I'm worried about. Because from what it looked like, uh, I also want to need to bring there. that him and Champa feud to the main roster yeah. to help them get some good buzz. I also thought Champa was going to show up, but he didn't. But I want to throw out there, I was a huge fan of the Wolverine gear. I'm a huge Wolverine fan, so that gear was dope. The vest was sick. Yeah, but uh, that's what I'm afraid of because now they kind of had like a farewell thing to Johnny Gargano after the match. It was shown on YouTube and stuff as an exclusive footage. Is this his farewell to NXT? Is he going to the main roster? If that's the case, I'm worried because now going back to all those names I kind of mentioned before that were on NXT while Gargano was on NXT, the Bobby Roods, the <clears> Drew <throat> McIntyres, all these guys. I don't kinda, think we're going to see any call-ups until it goes to Fox. I think they're going to maintain the rosters as is until – Fair enough. Then. I like the idea that, um, I mean, I like the idea that Gargano could go to like a SmackDown or something. I just feel like this, and this is not a knock on the main roster, it's just there's only so many top spots and there's already so many top guys. Mm-hmm. Causes a little well, bit of a problem. Well, that's what I was talking about. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. If anything, he's just going to make the mid card more interesting because he can make the worst heel seem like the worst villain in the world. Who's the Intercontinental Champion right now? Shinsuke Nakamura, the King of Strong Style. See what I mean? If Gargano was a champ, I feel like it would mean something because I forgot who the champion was. Yeah, he'll be better chasing. That's why it's been so good in NXT because he's almost always chasing. Yeah, but all of his stories you know, in NXT. He, he almost always loses and it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt him. Because if you can get over by losing and still be over, that says a lot about you and your opponent and everything. And Gargano's one of those guys he can lose, but you're, the last thing you remember is not that he won a loss, is that that match was incredible. Mm-hmm. On that note, let's jump to something really quickly that reminded <clears throat> me of that. Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy on SmackDown this week. Barn burner. And Buddy Murphy lost, but at the end of the day, he's over. He at is least the, with me. He's he over is, with me. He is the best kept secret, especially yeah. if you've been watching 205, man. Like, he has, and he the, and he does what I like. He hits hard. He hits hard to the point where I'm watching the matches, and I'm just like, why are you hurting each other, man? So, I don't know. I jumped on the internet, obviously, like, all the time. Oh, I'm, really? I'm the wrestling classic, and oh. I was reading comments. And I, I know. no idea. You and, 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 and the interweb, you know, it's a, it's a new yeah. thing. It came out last, like, decade or something. Yeah. But when you were, uh, and you're big on Twitter, so I'm sure you saw these comments, too. There was a handful of, I want to say, the bad fans that jumped on this wagon that, oh, they buried Buddy Murphy. And I, I just want to say, no, man. Anybody who says that, I don't know what the hell they're talking no, about. No, man. Roman Reigns made him a star. And that, yeah, that's that what span, Roman Reigns long did. That match was 10, 12, the minutes. facial expressions, the I, I can't keep this guy down, like all those little... Inc- they don't know what burying is. Do you know why? Because he didn't have a position to bury. Yeah, and midway through that match, midway through that match, I felt like Buddy <laughs> Murphy was, his, was important. That was his first match on Raw or SmackDown. Of course he's not buried. And I felt like he's important. I felt like this whole angle made Buddy Murphy important. If he loses another four or five in a row, 
maybe you can make that argument. But anybody that says he's Burry, I'm looking at all you guys. You don't know what you're talking about. To those people that said that, though. <laughs> yeah. But uh, That's what I said. Oh, they're I not dumb. They don't know anything about wrestling, but they're not dumb. But uh, you never know. They think they're going to get buried. But <laughs> it made Gargano, man. Roman made Gargano a star in Big that time. match. Um, you got to give credit to Roman, too, man. And it would have it would have made no sense for Roman to lose. So it just it worked out, man. No it arguments for me, man. Both guys came out better than they went in. We'll get to SmackDown really quickly. I just want to bring that up because that is someone that lost but still got over it, I think. And, and midway through that match, I'm like, yo, I believe in this Buddy Murphy guy more than I believe in half the guys that have been on this roster for a while now because he seems important. Buddy throws knees. He's jacked. He's athletic. Yeah. And he just looks vicious. He looks like a guy that could, you know. Get into a fight. Like a juggernaut almost. Yeah. Wasn't that his nickname for a bit? No, I don't know. Who was the juggernaut on NXT? I don't know. Wasn't he an X-Men? <laughs> I know that, but I'm pretty oh. sure he was the juggernaut on NXT. You know that show you watch? No, he week? was with uh, Buddy Murphy and Blakey Murphy yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but he came back to NXT, then he went to they're, they're the dubstep cowboys. No. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> the NXT, Alexa. They're the NXT Alexa. tag shows. I remember those days. Yeah, dubstep cowboys. Um, SummerSlam, for you for SummerSlam. Uh, we could go match for match in every segment, but let's just go to what your high was for SummerSlam, what your low was. I did this on the last show. I think I stole it from Sportsnet, but what was your high for SummerSlam? The Fiend and his entrance, right? Oh, yeah. Right? 100%. I'm going to give you a different one, but let's talk about that. Yeah. What did you like about it? I'm like the, the, the lantern was dope. Dude. And you barely caught a glimpse of when he came on. Remember, I looked at you. I'm like, yo, that's Bray's head. Yeah. That is, and you know us. We love when we call something out first. Yeah. So I was pumped. Oh, dude, I got so excited when the, the, the lyrics to his old theme song came out. You were out. waiting. You're like, oh, I wonder if they're going to keep it. I wonder if they're going to keep it. Did not see that coming. And all it week, all week, I'm like, I really loved Bray's old theme song. And I, you can vouch because you saw it live at WrestleMania 30. They like, you know how good that song is. They legitimately got every single part of that debut perfect. Yeah, so when the lyrics hit, though, man, I was excited. Almost, that's like my second biggest pop after Sasha. Was the lyrics hitting? And he <laughs> wasn't on Raw or SmackDown, so you know they're taking this guy seriously. He for won't once. see the sun again. It's the best, dude. Yeah, for years it. to come, I'm gonna sing it. Take him Broken out of love. Do, do. Yeah, oh. but anyways, I'm hyped, man. Super hyped. I'm very rude that you took your headphones off with my beautiful singing voice. Yeah, but like Bray's songbird of our generation. Oh, nah, man, I Make know. Make sure Fergie and Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't remember the Beatles? Yeah. Bigger than Jesus. Of course I remember but, the Beatles. But uh, do you though? Yeah. Do you though? You introduced me to them. I know. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no man. The Fiend thing was great. I'm really happy. Oh, first things first. The Mandible Claw is a finish. I'm down with it. With that and the Sister Abigail having a submission finish. Which said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm a fan of that. I had a really geeky thought during that Fiend and uh, Finn Balor match. What so was that? I'm looking at him and I'm just like, one thing that was really dope about Bray and his matches was he knows how to express emotion. And you can't see that with the mask on. Yeah, you can see his mouth moving and stuff, but he, you really got to use body language because a big part of Bray was his smiles and his angry look and stuff yeah. like that. So without using facials, I'm very interested to see how he gets his emotions and his character across in matches because it will be hard with that mask. No, I agree. But I'm looking forward to it. I do think they bring Finn back as a demon and they carry that storyline on. I'm glad that Bray wasn't on Raw SmackDown. He should be someone that we have to anticipate to see. Not every week. Um, I was intrigued of how... I hope the next time we see him is a Firefly Funhouse. So. Yeah. And I was intrigued how they were going to get the Firefly Funhouse to play a part. And they had that at the beginning of the entrance song and then went into the theme. And yeah. Glad the Fireflies are still out there. I'm glad... Like, it's it's the thing that I love about Bray Wyatt's character right now is that's very reminiscent of The Undertaker. He changes, but the core stays the same. You know what I mean? Like, whether Undertaker was purple gloves, then he went to the dark, like, you know, the teardrop, then he went to the ministry. Every, things changed... But he was still, it still followed the lineage of who the Undertaker was. Mm -hmm. Bray changed, but there were certain things that were still the same. He did the little 
you know, his corner thing where he turns and back, look, looks at you back. Look how much good can come out of it when they let a wrestler have a say in their own character. Yeah. Look what happens. We get cold. Like just like look at like you love the Sasha thing. Yeah. You know that's her fingerprints all over that. And that's the thing. Sasha came back. She's she's still Sasha. And I love how they played that too. She came out like, oh, she gave the fans something. She came give Natty a hug. And then she turned and it's like, it's still Sasha. We none know of, Sasha had None this of her. the people backstage could have written that wig thing, man. That's yeah. got to be all her. Well, she dyed her hair. And then they're probably like, okay, we're going with this. Let's put a wig on her or something. But good stuff. Um, overall, Bray and Sasha are probably the two highs overall. The other high that I will give for SummerSlam um, Seth is Brock. Seth and Brock. Because... Everyone, I wasn't looking forward to really going into it. I wasn't huge on the match again and seeing it again. I but was a big fan of the Mania match, though. The one you said wasn't really a match. Well, it wasn't. Like, it was a good match. But, like, the reason why I'm not, this is a high for me is they properly let Seth slay the Beast. Now Seth can call and himself you know, the Seth, Beast Slayer. Seth's character is really consistent, too, because before he wasn't selling his knee. Now he just doesn't sell his ribs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what else I'm actually glad? Man. What I'm really glad is though there was like a good year. That match was awesome. Year or two years. I nice way. If you go on the wrestlingclassic.com and read my reviews, almost every pay per view match had the, almost had the same story. Seth's leg tweaked his knee in the but middle of the like, match. Shawn Michaels got a good six, seven years run out of that. Every single time that guy the took back. a bump, I'm like, his back's done. Yeah. That whole Triple H match was built off that back I injury. I know, but it's just like, I'm glad that they went away from that. Um, the other thing I want to point out, like, how grateful should we be? that the curb stomps back or the blackout or whatever they want to call it because if that wasn't as finished like yeah. they wouldn't be so impactful like what do they call it now i think the blackout no, but works. seth hitting that on brock every time was like oh, this is it like it gives you that feeling like if there's any other finisher i don't think it would feel that way brock's a selling fool man yeah like he's a great sports entertainer and they don't give him enough credit because no. he did just as much as that match his matches are dope did. man yeah and and it just Overall, it's the high just because Seth finally beat Brock, and he actually did it cleanly. There was no cheating. There was no shenanigans. He beat the Beast. Yeah, no nut shots, nothing. But the issue now is going to be there's no, there's, there's not going to be any opponents for Seth, and that's going to really going to hurt his title reign because it's, it's just like Kofi, you know, he's had good opponents, but the feuds haven't been good, whereas Seth, like, who's going to be his opponent? They've already, like, start to kill Drew. They can't bring him up. Like, who's... Who's what villains are there? How cool would it have been? And this is we kind of just to way off that for a bit, but you're right. Let's talk about that really quickly. There isn't any opponents for Seth. No, they brought AJ out, which I wish that which I said I hope they do that again. But they ended raw with Braun coming out confronting Seth. I don't know where they're going with it, but I'll tell you this besides AJ a little bit, none of this sounds interesting. Don't care, like none of it. No, the Braun thing, they've if they hadn't killed if they hadn't killed the machine gun Carl Anderson so bad, he'd be the perfect one to to go at him. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, I've doubted things before. Like I wasn't looking forward to Brock for Seth at SummerSlam and end up being better than I expected. Just build somebody up for some of these B pay-per-views. You could have Robert Roode go at it. You can give Samoa yeah. Joe a run out. But they of. have nobody that they've built that way. So Joe would be a good one, but we'll see if that happens. Wish Joe's he could win the thing. King of the Ring, but we all know how they treat him. We'll get to the King of the Ring. The one thing I want to talk about SummerSlam too, because a couple of lows. Um, obviously, I think we agree on the low low is Bailey versus Ember. I just, think universally that is that's just low. forgettable and just unnecessary. Who cares? Wasn't good. They should have had Alexa, Nikki, waste the of a spot. We could have had Alistair and Sammy. Alistair could Sammy. have had an Intercontinental title match. Anything. It I was bad. If they wanted another women's match, they could have had Alexa and Nikki on there against the Iconics. It just was a, bad. It was just bad. And it wasn't even like it was a bad match. It was just I, I just didn't care. There's nothing I to did, care about. I did what everybody in the arena did when that match started. I <laughs> went and got some snacks. But that's a low. The other thing that I think was, I don't know how to, like, what do you feel about Goldberg just squashing Ziggler like that? It was good. It was entertaining, but. It was a good segment. It was yeah. good. Where it was on the card, at the time it was, how it went down, it was great. Um, the other thing I want to talk about SummerSlam really quickly is 
I, I I loved Kofi and Randy. It was a really good match. Wasn't a huge fan of the finish because the traditionalist in me likes a, a finish. Whether See, like, reflecting on it, it was okay. But yeah. because I had such high expectations for it because of who it was, what a letdown of the weekend, man. For the finish. It was the only match card I'm like, oh, I wish this match had a finish. And even the way they did have it end with Kofi snapping because Randy, like, was looking at his family and I'm stuff. I'm sick of using the kendo stick for good guys to get their edge. Yeah, but, like, you know, like, looking at the family. This is the repeat kind of last year where, you know, the, WWE, yeah, the WWE Championship match ended in a non-finish because Joe said something to Wendy. And it's pretty much the same thing. I just also felt they missed the opportunity to do something extra because it's Randy Orton. Like, he's believable. I went on an edge or on a different podcast, the Jerks podcast, and said, wouldn't it have been sweet if, like, one of Co- like Kofi's oldest kid tried to springboard off the barricade and got RKO? He's, like, four. <laughs> I know. See, that's the Justin I know. Oh, like, how funny, how great. That's Justin <laughs> talking. That's not the wrestling classic. That's Justin. <laughs> like, how great would that be? Like, the little kid springboards off, and then Randy hits him with the RKO. By, he's like, oh, crap. Because Randy is the one guy. That you would expect to do something. We've seen him RKO. Punt a kid, right? Punt a kid. <laughs> we've seen him RKO women. We've seen Randy Orton kiss Triple H's wife, Stephanie. Yeah. Like, Randy is the one guy that, like, we can believe do something dumb. Another suggestion Just that Ernie... Submitted. Another suggestion that Ernie gave was, like, what if he, like, didn't actually hit the kid, but, like, he brought him over for, like, one of those DDTs that he does? And, like, held them there, and then that makes... Like, do... He's, like, this big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just do something... <laughs> Do something extra. You fit right in on that podcast. Do something extra that would make Kofi snap. Because, you know, in the Kofi's explanation on SmackDown, was like, well, we all know Randy. Like, he's looking at my family. And, you know, that set me off because we know Randy's unpredictable. And I'm like, okay, but he didn't do anything. He was looking at him. Like, let him do I something. Under, I understand it. Yeah. But that's not what you do uh, in a in that title match yeah it just didn't work it might have worked somewhere else might have worked for a different feud yeah. might have worked for a different day at that time it just didn't work and right who off knows, the bat who right knows if it was earlier in the card yeah. or maybe if it was who knows it just for at that particular time it just didn't work and well, i don't think anybody thinks right off worked. the bat i'm like hey they did this because this feud's going forward like they're gonna continue it obviously yeah but i was like i still wish we had a decisive finish that's that's all i really got for summer time like well oh, trish did good kofi could have really used that trish did win. good the one thing I want to say about Trish, like I don't want to spend too much time in that match. It was a good match. Charlotte won, whatnot. The one thing I want to say about Trish is if it did anything, and if this is Trish's last match, thank you, Trish. You've been great. Love you. I hope it's not. But I know with another evolution and stuff and rumbles, like I'd love to see her show up here and there. And I'd love to Let's see, see her face new Sasha. New Sasha. Plus, I still want to see her face Alexa. I actually do want to see that still. Charlotte matches are boring, man. I'm not down. But I do want to see Trish versus Alexa, and I definitely want to see Trish versus Sasha. But um, the one thing I'll say if that match did anything just for Trish, and just for older fans, like our age fans that probably stopped watching for a bunch of years and stuff, is that sometimes there is that, and I don't, I don't believe this, but I'm, I'm on social media all the time to read the comments. Sometimes there's that connotation that, I don't even know if that's the right word to use, that um, Trish comes from an era where they didn't have to be that great wrestlers. She and did. there's brawn panties and stuff and blah, blah, blah. She did. She did. That doesn't mean she can't wrestle. No, that's, that's what, what uh, that, yeah, that's, yeah. you didn't need to be. That's, but that's, but this But that match, doesn't mean she can't wrestle. But the, this She match, did come from that era. And you she did didn't. No, no, I know. You I'm had saying. three minutes tops, maybe <laughs> once a week. Let me finish my point. And she did have good matches back then too against the Molly Hollies and people of the world. Don't get me wrong. They were good for the time. With this fan base that only looks at Trish and hears about the other stuff, like the bra and panty matches and this and that and the three-minute matches, this proved that if she really wanted to, choreographed or not, a pre-planned match or not, she could hang with this generation. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think being choreographed or planned should play into it. It's, no, I'm just a, saying. No, no, but I'm, I'm saying, to, for, I'm people, to, no, I'm saying yeah. for there are people that yeah. say that, oh, they worked on it for weeks and yeah. yada, yada, yada. But 
It's live TV. It's a big time spot in your hometown. And the fact that you execute, that's what matters. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't matter to me. Like, my favorite of all time, Macho Man, is, like, notoriously known for choreographing yeah. all those matches. It doesn't all that matters me. when the lights go on. I'm just trying to cut all the excuses people might make from my point I'm trying to make is that Trish Stratus proved that she could, if she wanted to, could hang in this era. Because thus up to this point, we've seen her in tag matches, we've seen her in rumbles, but we haven't seen her in a singles match with a with a top star. And for me, you know, I, I'm a, I think Charlotte's really good, um, and I think she proved. <laughs> you're biting your tongue. <laughs> she proved that she could hang. That's all I want to say about Trish. She killed it and didn't get gassed. Yeah, and I didn't see it at first, but I saw it later that her outfit was the Eiffel Tower, or not the Eiffel Tower, the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that, did you? Well, not from Toronto. Who cares? I know, but I just thought it's cool. It's a cool little. Would have never thought of it. It's a cool little. At least she didn't do Raptors gear like everybody else on the like, card. Hey, man, who? Someone actually did it really. Chaos well. was dope. Chaos. No, I was gonna say I like. Kofi had a Raptor right on his pants. I know. I said I was gonna say I like the New Days. I actually like this. I was yeah, the purple it. scheme. The yeah. Raptors gotta bring that back. Yeah, the old, the old Raptors, the one when I actually used to watch basketball. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways. I think that's it for Summerson. There's nothing that's really that... Like, everything was good. It was a good show. I mean, there bottom. probably is, but if we can't think of it now, it probably wasn't that good. Like, uh, out of scale of one town, what would you say the show was? I, like a six, seven? Six and a half, seven. Yeah. yeah seven? Yeah. yeah. It was a good show. It wasn't awful. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it was and good. everybody that wasn't on the card that was missing the card, like, didn't even think Main event it. was good. Opening match was good. I didn't think about Roman. I didn't think about Drew. I didn't think... You know what I mean? I did. I wanted a Roman angle. I, hmm, I'm into that story right now. What they did on SmackDown was great, though, with Brian. Excellent. MVP of the week. And you got to give credit to Brian because he's just so good at what he does. So good, man. So good. Yeah. So I got to thinking, what if it's Luke Harper? I, I know. I said that during SummerSlam to you. Okay, so then when it happened on SmackDown, I said, what about Luke Harper? That would be sick. Because I know it's like weird. Like, what are you putting well, Harper and Roman back together, but this time with Brian instead of Bray? But I'm like, no. It just, I don't know. Like, I, like he needs something to do and he's just Harper dope. Harper can go, man. Yeah. And it's then it's still low-key is Brian and Rowan, but they had a third guy. The Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. And and it's and it's also really crappy. I, mean, I think we talked about this at your house that Rowan was the one that kept stalling Harper's pushes because he'd get hurt and stuff. Yeah. And now and Rowan's getting, getting this the, big push and yeah. Harper's not even on TV. Is what it is, man. But uh, hopefully, like, that'd be cool. Who do you think it is? I honestly haven't given it that much thought. I don't want to... I guess it's this way of saying I have no idea. Oh, that's fair. I have no idea. But I like the cliffhanger SmackDown's going to leave me on. That's what I miss. That's what it used to be when we were growing up, and that's yeah. what we're getting right now. You just know Tony Schiavone yelling that they're out of time, but you know. We're tight for time. <laughs> we'll see you next week. And you're like, oh, man, i got to come back next week. Oh, Nitro, I love you. Yeah, I was watching Nitro last night, actually. Underappreciated. Even, and side note, and this is a wrestling classic show. Let's talk about it. A lot of people say, like, in 1998, 1999, WCW was in the can, and it was hard to I enjoyed. I remember lost from it. I enjoyed that. Like, I was watching a 99 episode, and it was Bret Hart, Ric Flair versus Sting, who was a heel, Lex Luger, and DDP. And I'm like, all the baby faces. It's better than a lot of stuff we get on Raw, man. It is. And you know what? The number one revisionist history thing I hate is how people dog on the Wolfpack. Yeah. In elementary school, the Wolfpack was cool as hell, Dude, man. and the everyone music, was picking sides. The red and black. Like, people now are like, oh, Wolfpack was stupid. They yeah. di- they diluted the NWO. There was two. Oh, why did they have to make? You were really thinking that when the you were Wolfpack seven? Was were you thinking so that cool, when you were seven? Dude. You were saying too sweet and throwing up yeah. the wolf. When I was seven, dude, we would be on the playground picking on who was what member of the NWO and which DX, side won. Like, DX, we're, we're NWO. NWO white and black. I'm Macho Man. I'm this person. Like you know, it was so everyone good is back doing then. the Conan. Orale. Yeah, oh, viva la raza. <laughs> but uh, um, the the thing I was going to say though is for me, WCW just kind of got hard to watch in the year 2000. I think up until 99, like it was still like 
it was fun stuff. Man. I, fun I stuff distinctly happening. remember stop watching around like the Jeff Jarrett slap nuts kind of time. Mine was after because I stayed for the whole Millionaires Club new bunch stuff, and then right after I that, I watched a bit of that too. Yeah, right like, after oh, that, because I was like, okay. oh, this is cool. Two different groups or whatever. Yeah. But no. Well, the new blood rising into Vancouver, remember? Yeah, yeah. and then that that new that new when they changed the symbol, I'm like, am I even watching WCW? Yeah. Remember what is this, right? Yeah, no, it was solid stuff um, for all you old school fans out there like us. WCW 98, 99, give it a chance. If you stop watching those nitros at, at the end, in the middle of 98, keep going. Just keep going. It's good until like mid-2000. And even the bad is fun to watch. If me and you have gotten together and just sat there and watched like year 2000 nitros, yeah. just for the sake of being like, don't remember this? And wow, this is crazy. <laughs> what do you say? We should get into some King of the Ring? Yeah, we should talk about the King of the Ring. But before we get to King, let's give a quick break to the WWE for a second. I know we just talked about WCW. Yeah. How dope was Shibata? When Kenta joined the Bullet Club. Yo, gift of the week, man. When he's just jumping up and kicking kicking him right in the Dude, face, man. When I got back into watching like Japanese wrestling in like 2015, 16, because everyone was talking about the Bullet Club and Prince Devitt. And like, don't get me wrong. I barely watched it when I was younger. I just watched things. Like I knew who Great Muda was. I knew like what was going on over there. Tony Anoki and stuff. Like found stuff on YouTube. But 2014, 15, when I started the Wrestling Classic, it opened my eyes to so much other stuff because other people on there were talking about stuff. And everyone's like, oh, the Bullet Club, Prince Devitt, Machine Gun. I'm like, oh, Luke Gallows. I'm like, so I started watching it a bit. And one of the guys that always stood out to me was Shibata because I'm like, this guy's so real. Like, he just seems like that he, like, there's that whole fascination with strong style. And if you want to talk about strong style, you talk about Shibata. Watch Shibata. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I just hope he doesn't hurt himself, man. So. I don't know if he's cleared to come back to the ring, if that was just a thing. Because I know when Kenta came back, they paired him with Shibata as, like, his mentor. And now Kenta, for people that aren't watching the G1 and stuff, I haven't been watching either. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But I did catch a segment. Um, congratulations to Ibushi for winning the G1, by the way. Yeah. But um, I watched this whole segment. So Kenta joined the Bullet Club. Um, and by joining the Bullet Club, that brought Shibata out. Shibata goes and starts fighting Kenta. And I popped. And the crowd popped. Because we, I don't think we've seen Shibata get physical since his injury. Yeah, not at all. It's almost reminiscent of like when Brian finally started fighting with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You know, like, oh my God, he's doing the kicks, yeah, the corner yeah, kicks again. And we're just like, yo, don't fall in your head. <laughs> yeah, like man. we were so, and then yeah. I had the same feeling though. I got excited. And I'm like, oh, Shibata, please don't hurt yourself. But I'm like, if he's able to do that, maybe we're getting a Shibata return. Maybe this is a thing. It could be one of the top programs going forward. I know, man. It'll be interesting to see what both those two do at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know, man, but uh, if he comes back, I just hope he works a safer style. No more headbutts. Is, As Kenta, if Kenta's going to be like the top guy in Bullet Club, doesn't work for me. Oh, I still think Jay White's their guy. The knife pervert? Not yeah. a fan. Switchblade? I'm a fan. Yeah. I think he's still the guy. I actually think Jay White should have won the G1 personally. He's super annoying. But uh, I'm cool with Ibushi winning, but I, I would have preferred Jay White if it was up to me. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. If Shibata comes back, just I hope no more headbutts. I hope he works a safer style. Yeah. I think he can give us a classic story. He is the wrestler. Like, that was his nickname, the wrestler. That's yeah. who Shibata is. Uh, and if you want, you, uh, The Struggles, Ryan, my homeboy, just put out a Shibata shirt. Go check it out uh, on The Struggles on Instagram. He does a Spotlight Series podcast as well. Good stuff. I want shout out to Maestro really quickly. Oh, Spotlight? Yeah. I listened to a couple episodes of that. Oh, I like it, man. man. He's one of my really good friends. I'm, nice. I, I was on... One of the first episodes before it became just interviewing wrestlers. He was yeah. interviewing people. I really like that. I like it's a good concept, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff too. I listen to the drive or sit there, listen to it at work, and like I enjoy it. I always tried not to ever steal his first question. His first question was like, well, "How how did you get into wrestling?" And that's always yeah. like, I'm like, that's what everyone really wants to know, right? Shout out to not Ryan. Really, I skip those parts on the podcast. Oh, look at you. I enjoy that part. I, I actually want to know. The Thirty second fast forward. I do that. I like to know how why people start watching, why they still watch. But uh, shout out to Ryan. Also shout out to Maestro Classic, man. They kept putting my. TWC stickers that got made by LaPelle, yeah, backstage at Summer 
SummerSlam and at uh, Raw and SmackDown, and I always appreciate that they put me back there in spirit. Secretly. It was cool. Every everybody that I interviewed that week, and all you see is the ba- Maestro Classic in the background. That's pretty They're cool. They're killing it, man. I'm so happy for them, man. They they do a lot for me, and I respect and appreciate them a lot. And if you need some good beard care product, man, Maestro Classic, use the promo code TWC Maestro, and get your get your beard care products on. Sale. I still need the care package. I know the dope though. Shout out to shout out to those guys. Um, otherwise, yeah, man, King of the Rings coming back. I love a good tournament. I do too. Uh, Much more easy to follow than the G one. No, hundred percent. I just, I, I, I just, you know, I follow the G one through uh, my guys at Post Wrestling. I just listen yeah. to what John Pollock tells me to watch yeah. and just hear them count it down. Well, I, like I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's just time, man. I barely have time to even watch WWE's product. How am I supposed to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor? Like Ring now, of Honor. Ain't nobody watching Ring of Honor. Now no I gotta, more, now man. I gotta make time. Now I gotta make time for like. AEW coming this you know this fall. Have like, they said how we're gonna watch it in Canada? I think it is gonna be on um, BR. No fight or whatever. I think it actually is still gonna be on there. Like free, like how Ring of Honor TV does. I think yeah, I, I can live with that. Um, I, I just yeah, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Once we get more information on that, we'll, uh, we'll definitely share it. But they're catching a lot of flack this week for signing Orange Cassidy. Yeah, Orange Cassidy's a gimmick wrestler. I can't wait to hear, see what Jim Cornette says about it. And, I, and I'm one of those guys that I, sp- I don't listen to the Cornette Experience every week. Every week, religiously. I don't. It's hard for I don't. I'm so behind on all my podcasts. I'll listen to it on the way here. I'm behind on so many of my podcasts. But I will say I am that one guy that does listen to Cornette's podcast after every AEW event. He's a wrestling genius. I love to hear his reviews. Cause, and the thing, and he said it once too. He's like, if I say too many positive things, no one's going to listen. He tries. <laughs> but he tr- but like his thing about AEW, 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 he tries to like it. Yeah. And he just will not say anything bad about Cody. He yeah. just won't. Well, I think his beef is more with, like, the Bucks. Yeah. He's not a big fan of the Young Bucks. Shout out to Matt Jackson, though. He's a G-man. He's a really good guy. I've uh, had good conversations with him and stuff in the past. But King of the Wing, man, who are you rooting for? Kevin Owens, bro. Kevin Owens? Hell yeah. I want a wild or Joe. card. Or Joe. Joe and Owens. I but think Joe's, Joe's going to go first round. How disappointed were you? Bust it by out, the way? Bust out the I am. But how disappointed were you, by the way, when Kevin Owens was cutting his promo with SmackDown and Shane came out? Yeah, yeah, and that that that, that reaction King that King of the Ring versus Best in the World. That that reaction that Kevin Owens had, like he's like, ah, oh. like I had that same reaction. And not that I hate Shane, I'm a huge Shane McMahon fan. Everybody knows that. I I love Shane McMahon. I did just think we were gonna get like maybe a month break from him. I uh, I feel bad for Xavier Woods, man. He really wanted in on that tournament. I uh, did he? Was yeah. he saying that on social media? All over the place. A huge King of the Ring fan. It's just like, why not let him in there, man? So let's quickly run down the who's on, who's involved. Sorry to cut you off, but no, it's good. Hopefully Woods was in there. That. They should put one of the New Day guys in there. Yeah. They even put Biggie in that Battle Royal, which I thought was cool. You know, that one who could face Brock next. But mm-hmm. um, Raw, they have The Miz, Ricochet. Put it down. Why? I'm got to read oh, it. Oh, I thought I'm you got the picture. No, no, no. It's not a picture. It's just a oh, list. Oh, they have a picture posted. Oh, I didn't look at that. So on Raw, we have The Miz, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. Cedric or Drew going through on that bracket? Definitely don't want Baron Corbin to win. I just want to throw that out there now. If we get a King Baron Corbin, uh, <laughs> King Corbin's got a nice ring to it. Uh, I know that's the problem. That's the problem. We're King Baron. It just sounds old school. I mean, he's uh, so bald. He probably needs the hat. Yeah, <laughs> a Cesaro would be a dope one. Uh, the Miz would be okay. Was Cesaro in a tag team called Kings of Wrestling? Yeah, I don't think uh, even when he was the King of Swing, now he could be the King Cesaro. But uh, the Miz would be a good one. But I don't really care for it. The Miz hasn't really done much. See, well, hopefully, hopefully by the time we record next week, they got the brackets out. Then we can get real yeah. deep dive into that. I'm down with Ricochet. I like that they're having Cedric involved. Drew McIntyre would be a great king. Um, but I that's hope there's not. I hope there's. 
See, one thing I liked about like the early 93, 94 ones is yeah. like, I hope there's not a lot of interference in these matches because you know what? If it's a tournament, let let the guys win clean, especially in a tournament format. Like, it doesn't hurt nobody. Well, I, the only thing I think is I think Owens loses due to interference. Think so? Yeah, I think Shane or Elias. Or so who goes through on the SmackDown bracket then? So let's go to SmackDown. We have Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. We have Ali, which is really hard for me to just say Ali, not Mustafa Ali. Um, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Elias, personal favorite of mine, Andrade, uh, Buddy Murphy, who was amazing this past show and would be really good for him to go really far in this tournament. Um, and, Shelton, get, and Shelton Benjamin. Think they'll get the cruiserweights in the final? Buddy versus Cedric? That'd be cool. And I like, this is what I've always said, and I, I'll say it again on here, maybe just scrap 205 Live and just sprinkle the cruiserweights over on SmackDown and have them face guys like Kevin Owens when they want them to beat someone, but it doesn't have to be Drew McIntyre. Yeah, a lot of those guys deserve a lot better. Yeah, but uh, out of SmackDown, who, do you, who are your favorites? Like, Ollie would be a good one. Yeah, but I mean, are we talking favorites or realistic? Like, are we thinking like WWE or just thinking as us? I think both. I think both. Realistically, yeah. who would you say? I mean, I just want to see Kevin Owens win the tournament. Just follow, follow Austin's trajectory, right? But yeah. But that would be too... I thought about that too. I'm like, are they going to make Owens do a 316 promo at the no, end of all this? No, you know the thing is? You know what the thing is? That would be the right way to make a baby face. And I'm not sure they really know how to do that. Yeah. I would be down with Andrade. I just, I don't know. I feel like they... they that would be so awesome, man. Yeah. It would give him something, you know? Ollie too, but I don't think Ollie as the king of the ring really he has he is his own character doesn't need to be a king you know um king ali that reminds me of Aladdin. prince ali Ababa. Yeah, yeah, prince <laughs> ali da, da, da. but uh chad gable elias elias going all the way somehow would be the king of rock see if elias goes through to the third round yeah that'd be like more matches than he's ever had on tv that's true that's true but you, you gotta believe the guy just wants to wrestle i'm almost i'm like I'm almost come to the point where Elias is one of those guys where, like, if he loses a match to someone to get someone over, I'm okay with it. Yeah, because the way, the amount of time they put him on TV, you just see him as not too low level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not beating nobody when you beat him. So what else? I th- what else, Nothing else really, like, they haven't, they don't have Aleister Black in there, which would have been great. No, that's good because they wouldn't have him win it, so. But I, why is Aleister Black, Black one, who's one of my favorites as well right now, back in the room waiting for someone to knock on his door? That's his gimmick, dude. I know, but can we just like... He's going to keep going back there until someone beats him, and then he'll be unleashed. Who knocks on the door next? I don't know. That's tough, man. Who would you like it to be? I don't know. Hmm. That's a good consideration. Cesaro was good. Sammy and him had a good match, but I'm glad let's they have him, Let's that. have him, him and Shinsuke go at it. Shinsuke knocks on the door? Yeah. That'd be a good one. Or maybe someone returns. Like, where is Rusev? Like, yeah. You know? Um, Does he even have a job still? I don't know. Andrade would a be a great person to knock on his door. And challenge him because I think right now what they're doing is they're trying to get an Alistair as many matches with people that are also really good wrestlers. It seems like because you know, yeah, think oh, a really good one for someone to knock on his door since he's kind of teetering on baby face and hero right now. Like Smart Joe, Joe, yeah, that'd be a sweet one. Like, I'll fight seeing, you. I'm tired of seeing Joe lose, man. It breaks my heart. I know he is, if not one, he's one eight or two in the company, has been for the last what two, three years on the mic. In the ring, there's almost nobody better than him. And it just breaks my heart seeing the way they just beat him and beat him and beat him. And then what happens? He gets on the mic. You forget he's a loser. Then he loses. And he gets back on the mic. You forget he's a loser. And he loses. And it's just like, oh, my God. When is this going to stop? No, I agree. I really want him to do something. And, like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like, he'd be a believable guy to go after Seth. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Um, but we've seen him lose championship matches eight times. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be easier to say Leia Land once we see the uh, bracket. Then we can do some bracketology. And I feel like we're on the road to, like, you know, summer sun's happy now. We're moving on from certain things. Sasha's back. Brock's probably going to disappear for a little bit. Like, we're in a good – and I almost felt like there wasn't very many wild card situations this week. No. There wasn't. There wasn't. There was some. I, I remember, like, wait, I'm like, Andrade was on Raw, and I'm pretty sure he smacked him. But, like, there was very few compared to other weeks, which is good. If they slowly stop doing this, it'd be great. I like split brands. Same. I enjoyed it for the couple of years I had it recently here. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping they go back to that. Uh, I don't even think I've made a pick for the King of the Ring, but I guess Andrade, if I, if I could, or McIntyre would be dope. You said Owens. McIntyre would be really good. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know what else is happening. I think that's it for WWE this week, man. I think mm-hmm. that's it. SummerSlam Toronto was a good weekend. Uh, solid shows, man. Obviously, the highlight for me is I'm wearing it on my back. Chalkland and on my shirt. Sasha, my girl Salsa Banks is back. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. There's something about her. Like, there's the specific wrestlers out there, the Bret Hart's, the Macho Man's. I'm not going to everyone's like, don't compare Sasha like the haters. But I'm you just do saying, whatever you want. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's certain wrestlers where I will go on the network and I'll specifically just go watch the matches because yep. I enjoy watching them wrestle. Macho Man, Brett, Sean, the certain people. Like I don't, and I'm not saying that's knocking them. I love The Rock. I love Stone Cold, but I don't go on the network and just put on Stone Cold and Rock matches. No. You know what I mean? I'll no, go on there and I'll watch a Brett match. I'll watch a Shawn Michaels match. Around a match from a Raw from 1995 because I just enjoy watching Shawn Michaels. I enjoy watching Brett. I enjoy watching Macho Man in primetime wrestling against some jobber. Like I enjoy just watching them wrestle. Sasha's in that category. Like for me. And, that, and then when people want to know like why I'm such a big Sasha fan, it's not because. Anything else besides oh well it's a little bit of everything but it is because you have a really, crush on her. no but I really do enjoy her as a wrestler yeah she's we're 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 wrestling fans and she's yeah. she's the total package she takes all the boxes yeah and I, it surprises me and uh, honestly all opinions are subjective and biased but in my mind I think she's up there man is like one of the best takes all the boxes man I'm yeah. telling you. And she lost her smile for a bit, but you know sometimes it happens. To but the she goats. didn't know if you saw her. <laughs> if you saw her on Twitter, she never lost her smile. She almost, I know. she got happier. I mean, God knows what Shawn Michaels is doing when he lost his smile. We didn't have social media. Back they talk then. about they talk about Becky. You know how she builds herself up with social media. Yeah. Sasha didn't need to go at anybody to keep herself built on social media by just posting pictures and random quotes. Had everybody thinking and everybody talking. Like man, she just she knows what she's doing. And you got to give credit where credit is due. There was a lot of po- and I and I didn't even see it coming. I kind of should have, but. I just thought it was a question that people just ask at these media events and stuff. And a lot of people ask Becky, would you want to wrestle Sasha? Would you want to wrestle Sasha? Yeah, we all saw that one clip where she got to show up. Yeah, oh, she's talking about butterflies and caterpillars and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, man, now I really want to see this. And so the fact that they made it become reality that way, like, it's just, that's wrestling at its best. When Sasha's you want, taking that belt, man. When you want something and you, you're, like, getting excited for it and you're like, oh, it's probably not going to happen. And it actually happens. Like, that's when wrestling's at the that's best. That's a program I can get excited for. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Um the, you know, the boss is back, baby. And uh, I think we're good, man, for this week of the TWC show. Hopefully we'll get someone on here next week. Maybe not. Maybe it'll just mean Devin shooting again. Mm-hmm. But there's a, it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan. Like I said, the first episode, right now is a good time. There's a lot of stuff going on. AEW, WWE, SummerSlam. Um, well, yeah, I'm excited. A lot of people thought Sasha was going to AWE. AEW. AWE. Dyslexia kicking in there. Wow. But uh, she definitely isn't. She's back. She's blue. She's better than ever. She's the boss. And we'll see you all next week. Anything else you want to add? What can no, I find you on good, Twitter? DLow1990. It's yeah. locked, so I got to like you back. You guys know where you can find me, the Wrestling Classic on Instagram, TWC Worldwide. Make sure you follow and subscribe. I mean, subscribe to The Vibe on YouTube because we're live from The Vibe, man, every week recording the TWC show. And subscribe, drop a like, drop a comment. 
leave send us some questions let us know what you want us to talk about and otherwise the show is also now on google play itunes podcast app and spotify make sure you leave ratings and uh, and, and comments and reviews and stuff on there as well other than that i think we're good we'll see you all next week the same place, the same time. We're trying to actually figure out the time, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, the TWC show. That's a, that's will a backstage. Be that's back a that's a booking room every, decision. Every week, the TWC will be back. We, just, we appreciate all the support and feedback we've been getting so far. I love you guys. Hope you guys all enjoy your week, and we're excited to see what happens on Raw and SmackDown this week. Cause Sasha's back and Cliffhanger's on SmackDown. Yeah, dig it. Ooh yeah. <laughs>